Hello, and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And this week, we are watching Hotel Beausejour. Are you sure this was a good decision? No. (laughs) (sighs) One thing I, um, so like I said, I was literally just like scrolling through Netflix, looking for something I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. And this is a Dutch show. Uh-huh. And Wikipedia says it's Flemish language Belgian supernatural crime drama television series. So it's certainly going to be different. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. There is only one season because it just came out in 2017. Uh-huh. Um, it aired on Netflix. Wow, yeah. Kalina, way to date the episode. What? I'm joking. I mean, I don't know if it literally just came out. No, it came out on January 1st, so it came out at the beginning of the year in 2017. Huh, alright. Um, yeah, and yeah, it's not like it came out in October for the spooks, although that would have been cool. I'm not sure if they have Halloween in Belgium. Uh... Got me. Um, so there are only 10 episodes so far, mm-hmm. but I assume that there's going to be another season because everything has more than one season, you know, as long as it, it does well, I guess. Yeah. Let's see here. <laughs> so it's some sort of international supernatural crime. Yeah, so the Netflix, like, blurb about it is in English, so I am hopeful that the show is either in English or subtitled in English. Oh, boy. (laughs) Also, I'm not sure that Beau Sejour is Flemish language, or if if the title is French, because I know literally nothing about anything that is in English or Latin. Oh, I can't help here. I I only know Latin. I'm really out of my depth right now. Yeah, so this is probably going to be a real short intro because we know literally nothing about this show except for what Netflix tells us, yeah, which is... That it's unsuitable um, for children of 14 or under. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could read the little synopsis that Wikipedia has. It's the most information we're going to have. Which is... To be honest, the same synopsis I'm pretty sure that Netflix has. Mm-hmm. Um, in a village in Limburg, Mossland, I'm very sorry if I'm pronouncing these wrong, near the Dutch border, Belgian teenager Kato wakes up in the small hotel Beau Sejour to find a bloody corpse in the bathtub her own. Alright. Uh, she has no memory of the day before her death, or why it happened. Just trying to figure it out, basically. Alright, so self-death investigations. How did I die? (laughs) In a seemingly tranquil village. Yeah. There we go, that's typical. That's more like it. (laughs) Well, so like I said, I had watched the opening theme, and I looked at the very first shot of the show to see if it was spooky. The very first shot of the show is her dead. Yeah, so spooky confirmed. And that's, you know, that's what made me think, oh, this will be a good Spooktober show. <laughs> but I, I literally have no other indication that 
All right. That it's good. This is a confident decision. Let's do this. I mean, it, it also looks like it was shot well. It, it doesn't, like, the quality is decent. No, no, no. I'm not actually criticizing your decision. I'm going like, damn, that was a brave move. I'm kind of a coward, always only going for shows I've already seen and know <laughs> I like. Well, let's hope that uh, that I will like it. Let's hope that you won't be too spooked out by it. Yeah. I mean, and... 14 and younger, I mean, I should be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. It's got uh-huh. <laughs> uh <laughs> oh uh wikipedia actually says it aired um at the beginning of january in france germany and belgium mm-hmm. but it only came to netflix in march Alrighty. so not that that means anything but <laughs> I didn't want to get my facts wrong. Your facts. <laughs> we do investigations here. Uh, so let's stop talking like we're gonna know anything about this show and let's get right into it. Yeah, let's hurry up before my stomach turns over. <laughs> bon appetit. There was less hotel in that than expected. <laughs> how how heavily hotel-themed were you expecting? I was expecting that this was some kind of murder mystery well, that takes place entirely in and around the hotel and is all about the kooky customers who stay there. Ah, so you were expecting like a, you know, like a, oh, the murder happened to some random person who was going to this hotel and you know everybody who lives or you know is staying in the hotel as a suspect kind of thing yeah or it's a magical hotel <laughs> i mean it still might be magical who knows no i somehow sincerely doubt that in this setting <laughs> yeah i well okay so the hotel isn't open yet um mm-hmm. it's in the process of being readied for opening um and they actually don't know so you know kato the main character gets killed in the hotel in Mm -hmm. the first episode and they don't even know that that's where she was killed until episode three right so there's seven episodes left so yeah so just to quickly explain (laughs) for anybody who didn't watch for some reason what do you mean for some reason Oh, right, that's true. That's the whole point of this podcast. (laughs) Also, like... It's just that we never established episode summaries as, like, a segment on our show. That's fair. I mean, we don't always do episode summaries, but I was kind of doing that with what I was saying. That's true, but I wanted to just do something quickly. Yeah, go for it. Then, Yeah. Okay, so the show's about... It's a Belgian show about a Belgian teenager who wakes up to find her own corpse in the bathtub. And so she stumbles out of there and she tries to solve her own murder by talking to like the five people who could see her sort of corp, her, 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 
her ghost form. I mean, it's a ghost that they can touch. We'll talk about ghost rules later, but they can see her ghost. Yeah, in the important segment of this episode, ghost rules. <laughs> well, we had ghost rules last episode, so I don't understand why we won't this episode. So, what is the mystery so far? Her corpse is in the bathtub. She flees out the window. The corpse is no longer there. Right, so... um. When they find out that she's, you know, missing um, and, you know, hasn't run away or whatever, they sweep the lake and that is where they end up finding her body. Mm-hmm. So it's been dumped. So she woke up in the hotel and that's probably where she died, but um, she was found in the lake. So nobody knows that she was killed in the hotel. It, it's not a lake, though. They call it the gravel pit, but it's full of water. Yeah, a flooded gravel pit. Yeah. I mean, I guess that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, so her body was blindfolded. Um, it was in a bag, maybe. It was in a it was in a trash bag, and it was blindfolded and naked. Okay. So she had ecstasy in her in her blood. And she might have been sexually assaulted. Um, and she got blunt trauma to the head, which is why we thought it was going to be the trophy, and then it immediately was not the trophy. <laughs> Yeah, um, so there are, I mean, like most well-crafted mysteries, there are a lot of moving parts. Yeah, because there's some kind of drug trade going on here. She doesn't have her memories. Right, and... Uh, There was a motocross festival the night she died. No, no, the motocross festival was the day after. The night she died was a party. It was like a a high school or college party or something. Oh, okay. Um, no, uh... I, you were saying something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I lost it again. What were you saying before that? Uh, okay, so she's got... There's a lot of moving parts because she's got the ecstasy. There's the drug trade possibly right, going right, on. Right, right, right. She might have... Um, everybody that the detectives ask say that she had really, really strong principles against drugs. Right. Um, but, you know, the asshole police guy keeps insisting that she was probably just, like, super, super drunk and wasted and everything. He is the worst. We will get to him. <laughs> um, oh, boy. But even, like, the detectives, because they don't know her, they're federal detectives um, that aren't from this small town. They're like, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe she, you know, decided to break with her, her morals for a day. And everyone else is like, what the fuck are you talking about? She would never do that. Yeah. I mean, I can understand why they would approach it from that angle of being like, oh, well, she's dead. So you small town folks want to see the best in her. Right, right. Deal. So it's like, I mean, you don't get to be a fed without being an arrogant person. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of a requirement for the job. Right. Um, so the first, I want to go ahead and get into the ghost rules because there are, I mean, it, the ghost rules are kind of simple, but in being so simple, they're actually pretty not simple. Right. Okay. So most people can't see or hear her. Or um, feel when she's touching them. Right. So there um, are a lot of instances where she's interacting with her mom. She, like, hugs her mom and, like, strokes her hair and stuff like that. And her mom just, like, doesn't even know if she's there. Yeah, it's interesting which people can see her because... Because it's a like, weird mix of people. Right. Like, honestly, it's like... If it was going to be anybody in a story like this, 
it it would have had to have been the mom and the boyfriend, right? Yeah, but it's neither of those people. So the people who can see her are her dad, um, her stepsister. Her stepsister? Oh, yes. Yes, her steps. Her dad's name is Luke. Her stepsister, Sophia. Um, one of her good friends, Ines. Um, Ines. The, like, sheriff of the town. His name is Alexander. And a random dude that she doesn't know named Charlie, who is actually her boyfriend's cousin. It's Alexander's son. Yeah, Alexander's son, Charlie. Her boyfriend's cousin. Right. And uncle. Mm-hmm. So it's... Um... Two, well, I mean, two relatives, but only one of them by blood. Um, two friendly people, and one of them is crazy. Well, um, I wouldn't call him that. And one total asshole. I would not call Charlie crazy. Oh, that's true. That's unfair. That was actually an, that was a bad thing I just did. Um... Yes. I'm, I, what what I should have said is that people he's mentally ill. People think he's crazy. Right. Right. I was just I only said it because I was thinking of how people they brought up that people wouldn't believe him if he said anything because, because he's had hallucinations before. He's yeah, because the town thinks he's crazy. Um and that's kind of like a theme is that the people who can help her either choose not to or other people wouldn't believe. So her dad, for ex- for example, is an alcoholic. So, whenever he says something, everyone's like, "Oh, you're just a drunk." Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So his his dad is an alcoholic. Um, Charlie is mentally um, ill in a way. Yeah, it's not explained and what illness, but he takes pills and has hallucinations if he doesn't. Alexander is just a total jag he's just a cop and a terrible one and he covers up a lot of evidence and i think so a cop i think he might um i think he might think that uh leon killed her yeah he seems to because he's like way like he's way more into leon his nephew than he is charlie his own son yeah, he's like, he, he's like, oh, Leon, you, you gotta train, you gotta focus, you gotta get your life together, sort of type thing. Um, his son describes him as being someone who can, through gesture, he describes him as someone who can only think in like a straight line. He's like, he's super stubborn. Yeah. So I think he just always c- goes for like the simplest solution to a problem. Which is oh, to there's ignore a ghost. It. Yeah. Oh, there's a ghost? <laughs> ignore it he literally, oh i don't like my son find a different son he he literally oh. sees kato and he is like go on vacation just leave me alone right he's just the worst oh something might incriminate my son better get rid of it my real son not my bio son right 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 um oh uh, uh therapy i'm just gonna ignore that i don't believe that works right right so he's kind of the worst. I see the thing is I don't So Alexander is definitely a bad person, but I don't I I think the show might throw in a curveball like he's trying to protect, you know, Leon or somebody. 
kind of Oh, that's obvious. He's just also an asshole. No, he's an asshole about it, definitely. But they're probably going to throw in, like, uh, he's an asshole for the right reasons, even though he's not at all. Yeah, I mean, I suppose, I mean, so far he's only been an antagonistic force. But so, I mean, I suppose at some point he might have a face heel, a a heel turn. Yeah. Um, No, face turn. A face turn. <laughs> he might look right, behind it's a himself. Heel turn if, no, he, it's a heel turn if you become a bad guy, and it's a face turn if you become a good guy. Is that how it works? Well, that's how wrestling works, I think. <laughs> well, you're more into wrestling than I am. I mean, more than not at all? I mean, you watch more wrestling than I do. How do I know these terms? I haven't watched wrestling since The um, Undertaker retired. Is it Why? Because my friends that watch wrestling haven't watched wrestling since The Undertaker retired because they're mad about it. Why are they mad about that? <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Anyways. So, um, those are the people that can see her. Um, and again, it's right. kind of it's kind of weird um, because her... At first I was like, oh, it kind of makes sense that her dad and her sister can see her because they're related. And then I'm like, but her mom doesn't see her and her sister's a stepsister, so not related by blood at all. Oh, right, I forgot that we started this by being, like, ghost rules. Right, 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 so we're talking about ghost rules. Um, And Ines is really cool. Ines is, like, her best friend, and she lets... So, ghost rules. Kato, and I'm saying um, Kato because that's how I would pronounce it in the way I speak, but it's um, more like Kato, or Mm -hmm. Kato. Kato. I think the emphasis is on the second It's with a K, so I say it, Kato. I think it's Kato. But, um, so, Kato... Uh, the ghost rules is that Kato can touch everything and, like, mess with everything, but nothing changes in the real world. Right. She can still feel things. She can still eat things. She can sleep. All that she stuff. Has, but, um... She has a ghost dream. We'll talk about that in a minute. That is weird. Okay, keep, but, um, keep going. But, um, it's kind of like a... A Schrodinger type of situation where the things she does, she's real, but she's not real. And she interacts with things in a way that's real, but not real. Nothing she does is permanent, but to her, it's all real. Yeah. So it just just has no lasting effect. Yeah. So there is a the first moment that we realize, you know, that we get a glimpse of who can see her is um, her dad is the first person that she realizes can see her. And um in order to prove this to her dad, she takes a cop's gun out of his belt and fires it. And then we get a quick shot of everybody that we know who can see her, like, turning to look at the gun, you know, where the gun fired from. Because mm-hmm. they're all like, hey, what's that gunshot sound? And nobody else does. Um, right. And so, you know, her dad's like, ah, shit, we're in trouble now. And then the cop comes over and the gun is back in the belt and nothing happened. Right. Uh, and the coolest feature of her ghost powers um, is that she can just take her motorcycle and drive away on it. But the motorcycle is still in, in the, the garage. garage. There, Okay, there was one really funny part. So, you know, she wants to figure out who killed her because she doesn't have memory of the night she was killed. So mm-hmm. she's following around the, the feds that are, are working on her case. And she literally just gets into the car with the detective and starts right. like rifling through her file sitting next to her. 
Because <laughs> she, she just can. That's such a bizarre... That's the bizarre part. It's when she's hanging out with the people who can't see her that things get weird. Yeah, because they don't, like, react to any weird thing that she's doing. Right. Um, but it also makes things, like, testifying difficult. Yeah, so um, there's a part where she is trying to get everybody who can see her to basically give a statement on her behalf because at this point they don't know that she's been killed in the hotel and they don't really know anything. So she gets together her dad and her stepsister and Ines and Charlie um, and is like, hey, I want y'all to make a statement for me. And they say, okay. And Ines and Charlie get held up at work and Alexander, the fucking asshole cop, convinces dad that it's not the right time and convinces the um, stepsister that um, his real son, Leon, not his biological son, Charlie, um, he, he convinces her that his real son would be sad because she's like super into Leon, which is also, who is also Cato's ex-boyfriend. Right. It's, um, her dad is Luke and her stepsister is... Sophia. Sophia. Got it. Yeah. Um, so Cato is dating Leon. And because she doesn't remember anything the night she died, she is told by her sister that she broke up with Leon. And, you know, it's not like her sister's lying. Like, Leon's super moody the whole day that that Kato's running around as a ghost the first day. Because he's like, mm-hmm. oh, Kato broke up with me and I'm really upset about it. Um, yeah. He's super bitter about being broken up he's with. He's, like, incredibly bitter about it. Mm-hmm. But... Um, Sophia is not bitter about it because she's into Leon very obviously. You know, now that Cato's broken up with him and also dead, she, like, starts visiting Leon a lot. Right. And um, Alexander knows that she's into him, so he kind of uses it against her. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what a dick. He's bad. Oh, and then an- another ghost rule... Um, which I referred to as a reverse Thestral, is that animals, at least as far as we could tell, can see her? No, there is no evidence of that. Well, at least, like, the first, the first, like, thing she sees outside of the hotel is a horse. Yeah, but I don't think it really reacts to her. Oh. She gets to have free pets of it, though. She pets it. Yeah, I don't think it confirms anything i don't think that the horse reacts to her okay um i just um threw the idea out there when we saw it yeah i i don't know it's hard to tell but um back to the ghost dream yeah what was that i forgot about that so she is dreaming that she's back in the hotel and Mm -hmm. you know she she leaves the hotel room where she found her dead body in the tub and she goes out into the hallway and then like another ghost her is like running at her in the hallway and like stares her straight in the eyes and she goes back into the hotel room Mm -hmm. and then she wakes up like panting yeah i don't know what to think about that other than like that seems like the kind of fucked up dream you would have if you were in this situation i just was amazed that she can dream and sleep as a ghost i it's yeah um it's basically like she is there, but on a separate plane of existence. Oh, right. It's Ines who suggests alternate universe type yeah. thing, right? Yeah, Ines, like, is looking, is, like, Googling 
you know, stuff about ghosts. And she's like, well, all of this seems like bullshit, but I did find something about parallel universes. Yeah. It sounds like a, a, a limbo realm type deal. Yeah, it's kind of a throwaway line, so they don't really go into it. But... Um, I suppose it must help some people suspend their disbelief. Yeah, I think it. it's at least easier to kind of conceptualize what's going on, because there are a lot of points where where me and you are like, how would the rule work here? So f- Yeah, and at least one of these five people is trying to, like, conceptualize the reality of what is happening to them instead right. of I- ignoring or doubting it. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, so, like, when she's standing in a crowd and people are moving around her, me and you were like, are they moving around her in reality, or is that only what she perceives? It's... <sighs> vague and honestly i don't think the show wants us asking these questions because they're very difficult and they're very pedantic it's so unique don't you think it is it's a it's extremely fun conceit and i really love what they did with it in episode three with the medium it was funny oh yeah um so in episode three there is a quote-unquote town psychic his name is jeff um jeff and, and his good dog, Jeff has, Ufo. Jeff has a very good dog named Ufo, UFO. Ufo. Um, he's a big, looks like an Irish wolfhound, but probably not that big. Just like a big wire-haired dog. Um, that doesn't matter. But Jeff, like, says that he, like, sees images and stuff. And so, because no one will take Kato's testimony to the cops, um, Charlie goes and suggests... Um, to Jeff that he has basically like had the vision of her in the hotel. He essentially does a reverse cold reading on him. Yeah, he um he calls it a cold read too. But he, yeah, he does a, a really weird thing where he he's basically like implanting these idea into Jeff's heads without trying without Jeff noticing. <laughs> so he's like, oh yeah, what do you visualize? And he's like, oh, I visualize water. And he's like oh, maybe like a bridge by the water? And he's like, yeah, a bridge by the water and a building. What's, you know, what building is by a bridge by water? Oh, that's the Hotel Beausejour, like. Oh, Hotel Beausejour. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I'm doing my best, but I'm also was not very good at French. <laughs> um, so that's how they end up getting her testimony to the cops that she died in the hotel. And that's how they right. start investigating the hotel. Well, not to the cops. They go he they go over their head to the feds. It's the feds who are actually well, solving yes. the mystery. The the cops are really terrible at their job and don't really give a shit about solving the crime. Um mm-hmm. but the feds are trying their best. Um so there are two federal detectives. Um Marion Schneider is the one name I got. The uh she's the young one. And the other name I had to look up because I didn't get her name like I don't remember anyone referring to her directly. Because Marion's... It's... Uh... She's, she's kind of trying harder because she's new and wants to do a good job, I think. Schneider and... Um, it's Marion Schneider and Dora Pletinks. Well, Schneider and Dora. <laughs> well, Marion and Dora, or Schneider and Pletinks. Uh, but Schneider is a cooler name, and I can't pronounce that thing that starts with P. <laughs> well, deal with it. So, um, Dora is an older detective, and Marianne is the younger detective, and they've got, you know, that dynamic going on of Mar- 
of Dora being like, oh, you know, it's always the jealous ex-boyfriend or whatever, and Marion's actually trying to solve it. Right. But Dora's not um, not helping. Yeah. They managed to conveniently um, implant uh, a, a, a visual, an image of... Um, of a photo that Schneider had in her glove compartment into Jeff so that Jeff can mention it and get Marion to follow up on his Yeah, to get uh, to get Marion to believe that he's a psychic. So it's convenient. it's a very convenient and um uh well not convenient, but it's a very clever use of ghost powers. Yeah. Um <laughs> And I like to think of them as powers. That happened when she got into the car with Marion and rifled through her stuff. She found that that photo. Right. So that was kind of fun. Um, it, it's a good mystery without being overly complex so far. Yeah, I'm just I'm just really hoping that the killer is somebody we've met so far. Oh. Huh. <laughs> I've actually been I've been like hoping it's not because it's like. Or, like, thinking it's not, but... Well, yeah, because everyone we've met, I think... It, it's hard to tell, because most of the people we've met are sympathetic to Kato. Um, mm -hmm. And it's hard to believe that the people that they are throwing suspicion on are actually the killers. But I just... At least I want the killer to be introduced soon. Because I don't like mm. mysteries where it's like, oh, here's a person we've never met that's the killer. Or here is a piece of evidence that we never gave you that leads to the killer like i want it to be i want to look back on it at the end of the show and be like that makes sense okay um i don't think i care but i totally understand <laughs> why you would yeah um because oh, i think i'm just interested in what they're saying so far a lot of mysteries and by mysteries i mean cop shows will do that thing where they're where the show itself withholds a piece of, like, a very critical piece of evidence from you so that they can, you know, brandish it at the last moment and have their dramatic reveal, and it's always super annoying. Oh, that's true, because then you don't have any chance to solve the mystery. Right. They they withhold the one thing that gives you a chance of figuring it out. Mm. Just so they can pull, like, a, a, a twist switcheroo at the end. I see... I can understand why they do that, though, because even in, like, completely non-mystery-oriented television shows, it's like, I look in the comments, and it's like, oh, well, we already know this is gonna happen next episode, we totally figured this out, theory. Right, right. Theory crafting. People, some people are really good at that. <laughs> I am okay at it. <laughs> You're correct half the time. I mean, I can, I can say that, oh some you know something along this line is definitely going to get revealed next episode or blah 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 but i can't always say how or why or you know what it is uh here's a here's an idea how about we go over the like characters so far and we can give like our brief opinion slash is this the murderer okay so we went over so we told you who the five who can see her are at least as far as we know do you think it's any of them Let's see here. Who murdered Kato? Um, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say I don't think it's any of them because... Um, so there's a part where the cop, Alexander, who is the most suspicious, um, Alexander deletes... 
part of a video file um, that kind of has some identifying features of somebody that was with Kato at a gas station. Someone on Um, one of those motorbikes. And he looked surprised when he saw it. So that's my reasoning of like, oh, he's definitely protecting somebody that he knows, but it's definitely not him. Right. Okay. He was so I and I don't think it's anybody else either because they're all sympathetic to her. And Charlie didn't know her either. Um, right, so if it's none of the five, Kato didn't murder herself, it's none of her family members, and yeah, it's not, not her the mom, feds. her stepdad, her stepsister, her stepbrother. Not so, the feds, Avi. Is it Bart? There, There's Bart the cop. Um, it could be Bart, but that would be weird. Bart. There's Leon, her ex-boyfriend, who is the strongest contender so far, but... I'm still not sure because before they before they found her dead, he was like super salty about being broken up with, and he was like, "They can find her for, in a river for all I right. care," and the, I don't think he would have said that if he had right. dumped her in a lake. Also, the show, um, like it's like obviously he is the prime suspect of the cops and feds and stuff, but so far the show itself has not tried to actually throw any real suspicion on him. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it That's seems... honestly all that I, who I can think of. It seems unlikely. Okay, let's see here. What other characters exist in this show? There are unnamed characters. So there are like the gang members. There are the other teachers at the school. You know. Mm. There's grandma. I don't think grandma did it though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Kato's grandmother killed her. <laughs> So, um, it's hard to tell. I don't think it's any of the main cast member. Well, I mean, it's gotta be somebody, but... So, we have no leads, so it's shaping up to be a really fun mystery, as long as they don't fuck up at the end. Alright, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to talk about some differences that I've seen between this show and US TV. Uh-huh. Um... So I do know that um, U.S., at least U.S. movies, but I think U.S. TV as well tends to be kind of widespread, at least um, in, like, Western countries. Mm-hmm. Um, oh! Yes. Sorry, I just remembered an important clue. Oh, what's an important clue? At the end of episode three, they found a female eyelash on Kato. Right, so they have one piece of DNA evidence from um, Kato that isn't from Kato, and they find, like, an eyelash, and um, the eyelash is female. So the killer is probably female? Yeah, probably. Hmm. Um, it better not be Enos. I was just saying, the only, like, really important female right now is Enos, and I I don't think it's her. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not so Sophie. Sophia? Sophie. Sophia. <laughs> um Yeah, this is too difficult. Yeah. So back to what I was saying. Sorry, it just it seemed like really important evidence at the time. <laughs> for us to forget when our when we're trying to theory craft, but it ended up not changing anything. <laughs> so, um 
I just wrote down a few things that I thought were differences um, when we were watching. Mm-hmm. So in a lot of points in the show, I expected certain scenes to happen to increase the like interpersonal drama. Mm-hmm. So like there is a a part where they're looking for Kato's body and Alexander is there with a whole bunch of cops. And I could have sworn she was going to walk up to them right there because we knew Alexander could see her, but Alexander didn't know it yet. That's true. So I was like, oh, she's going to walk up and Alexander's going to be like, oh, Kato's right here. And everyone's going to look at him like he's crazy. And that moment never happens. Yeah. Instead, he sees her at her own funeral, which is also freaky, but also doesn't create a scene. So, yeah, but yeah, nobody, there's no like scene that happens except for maybe at the very beginning, her dad tries to go to a cop and like say something about Kato Mm -hmm. when Kato's standing right next to him. But that's like the only kind of dramatic moment between someone who can and can't see her. Yeah, it's like there's no like, like even the most soap opera-y, drama-y type thing, which is that like her stepsister is interested in her ex-boyfriend is mm-hmm. like, it barely gets any attention. Yeah. So like there is not a whole ton of drama, which, um, so me and you are watching the third season of how to get away with murder on Netflix. <laughs> that is that, all drama. That show is like drama after drama, after drama, after drama within drama. And, <laughs> Live in and it's drama. just like, I feel like that's very um, that's very much how US TV is. It's just very like we have to keep the drama rolling. And this show is not super dramatic, but it still manages to be really interesting to me. Right. It's just I think it's a matter of the show's focus. It's like it's just it's it's focused on let us calmly proceed with the mystery and the supernatural elements instead of jumping around to anything or trying to get anything anybody overly excited right and the the other main thing that i wrote down that i mentioned to you um is that everybody looks the appropriate age and they look like real people yeah which um for for me for usdv um nobody looks like a supermodel other they're i would call the main character attractive Mm mm-hmm um, but everyone like looks like real people. Everyone looks the age that they should look like high school age, middle age, whatever. And it's just like, it's very, it feels more real, I think. Right. Hmm. It's not like to reference another U.S. show, Riverdale. The high schoolers in Riverdale are like fucking 30 <laughs> <laughs> and they look it. A bunch of fucking 30 year old Hollywood stars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and they obviously look it is the point. Yeah. So in this show, it's the casting is definitely way more realistic. <laughs> Who knows how old they actually are, but they all look with their realistic age. Yeah. So do you have a rating? A rating. Well, it wasn't spooky. I would say it was spooky enough. We were following a murder mystery. Yeah, but nothing scared me. There wasn't actually a lot of tension. That's fair. Like we were saying, not a whole lot of like drama or tension, but it's still very interesting and mysterious. Yeah, which is not the same thing. The rating doesn't have to be based on spookiness. 
It's just not whether or not you like the show. It's not. It's not. It's just the first place I went when I thought about what I thought about the show. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, if you're, like, spooked out by, by like, scary ghosts, um, she's just, like, a normal ghost. She's a normal person ghost. I mean, she cleans I'm, up her wound pretty much immediately as a ghost. Yeah, there is, like, a scene, the very opening scene where you, like, look at her dead, and then a few moments throughout the show where they're, like, doing the autopsy and you, like, look at her dead. Those are the only, like, semi-scary parts of the show. Um, honestly, like, I don't see any reasons to put the show in any of the flavor rankings besides savory. Like, it's just... Uh, I'm really glad that you said that, because I agree. It's a very enticing mystery so far, and it doesn't make any mistakes. Like, yeah, there are characters we hate, but we hate them because they're because fucking the show crafted bad it well. people. Right. Um, and the the mystery and the supernatural elements are fascinating so far. I really want to watch more. You definitely really want to watch more. I, so I have watched, so we watched the episodes over, sometimes over a period of a few days. Um, and after watching the first two episodes, I already was recommending it to people. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I told my brother about it. I told uh, one of my friends about it. I was like, you guys would like this. If that is not a seal of approval, then I don't know what is. <laughs> so, um, if you're really into murder mysteries, or just regular mysteries, or like supernatural mysteries, drama, yeah. whatever. Another thing that go- it seems like it has going for it that we haven't confirmed yet is that it's only 10 episodes. So it seems like it's probably a smaller, self-contained, like well-crafted mystery. Yeah, um... Yeah, we definitely don't know for sure that this season ends it, but I would assume that it does. Um, other, either way, ten episodes, it's digestible. It seems to be the kind of thing you like. Yeah, so I would definitely recommend it to anyone who's into this kind of stuff. I think it's really fun and cool. Mm-hmm. It's probably the most... It's probably the most recent show to come out that we've reviewed so far. If not the if not the most then well up there. We were reviewing Q Ranger like as it was coming out. Fuck. <laughs> I always forget Q Ranger because that one's a bit of an oddball. Yeah, but yeah, this one's recent. Um if it does have a season two, it will be coming out within the next year. Mm-hmm. Um so definitely get on it. I just wanted to quickly pivot and go after we um, talked about the 100 very briefly last episode, we actually got a request to review the 100. Um, And because we've both seen three or more episodes of it, we're not going to, but I figured we would give a quick flavor rating on it just to say that we did. (laughs) Um. Um, I, I would say it's sour because there are a lot of enjoyable parts for me. I would say maybe even spicy because, I, again, I did find it like very enjoyable. There were some things that were kind of annoying, but for the most part, I liked it. Mm. Um, I would honestly say that I found the experience bitter. Yes, because they killed your favorite character almost immediately. Yeah, more than that, I didn't really connect with almost any of the characters and a lot of the like 
behavior of the characters in the show was kind of what I found erratic and annoying. Yeah, um, the show kind of gets away with doing that because all of the characters, all of the main characters are teenagers. So they kind of get away with making them fucking stupid, but... Um... Yeah, but it just... It's a, it, it gets a little too Lord of the Flies a little too quickly for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just that quickly, just to say that we did that. You know, if anyone else wants to suggest something that we even have watched, we could still just do like these little short ratings. Yeah, so um, don't hold so back. Don't, yeah, don't hesitate. Um, so this was TV Dinner. We hope that you enjoyed. We certainly enjoyed this episode. This is the only blind pick that I've done that we've enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> All of my blind picks are terrible. It paid off for once. <laughs> um, we hope that you will suggest some stuff to us via Tumblr, tbdpodcast.tumblr.com, or Gmail, tbdpodcast.gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You know just come chat us up you can find us on youtube yeah i got three episodes up there now and the fourth one coming in the next week yeah so we're definitely around if you look for us and um if you can share the show with someone else that you think will enjoy it or review it on itunes that would be great yeah and we will see you next tuesday bye Bye. i shall clear the table now